Hello, listeners, and welcome to yet another episode of EdgeGuard Podcast, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. I'm one of your two co-hosts uh, for this year' podcast. I'm joined, uh, as always, by my co-host and good friend, Blake. Hello. Did you just say this here podcast? Yeah. I don't think uh, I've ever heard you say this it's here. It's not, uh, well, you know, I live in the West again, so now I'm, uh, I have <laughs> you to speak to this here partner. Yeah. Is that how, is that how you perceive me? Is, I'm that, all... is that not how you talk? Man, I must have been out of the West for too long. I was just trying to fit in. The West. <laughs> <laughs> I moved uh, to Washington for those of you that don't follow my Twitter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, Blake lives in Utah as usual, as far as I know. Yeah, man, that's that's for me to know and you to never find out. <laughs> um, Blake, so we're we're here today to talk about something that I can only describe as really special. Uh, <laughs> this is a game unlike any other we've played on the podcast. It's by the mm-hmm. name of Blaseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so um, if you already uh, are familiar with Blaseball, then this is going to be. Uh, a lot of redundant stuff, I imagine. But um, <laughs> if you don't play baseball, blaze ball, very hard to say. I encourage you to look it up and just uh, dive down the rabbit hole before we talk about it too much because it's just like so uh, fun and weird and has this great internet community around it. Yeah, but the, I the would. Short, I, I guess the, the 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 thing I will say is uh, blaze ball in its on its own. Uh, you won't you won't get the whole picture. You might be like me where I was just like going to blazeball.com <laughs> which is where the game is hosted and where you can quote unquote play but the the real blazeball happens in the discord server which is linked on that same website so if if you're interested in uh blazeball or you want to find out what it is i would recommend that you uh join the website and then also join the discord server and go hang out in the the team chat for whatever team you selected as your team in the game mm-hmm. uh so that you can get a feel for it. Cause yeah, we, we're, we are going to, uh, I guess break the, the blaze ball fourth wall a little bit, uh, in, yeah. in talking, talking about, about this we're game talking about blaze ball. We're not talking blaze ball. Yeah. Cause talking blaze ball is a very specific thing. And if you <laughs> well, don't okay, understand just, this probably doesn't make any sense yet. So just to, exactly. to the very short version, uh, if you want to check it out is the blaze ball. It's described as an absurdist player driven online baseball league. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, I would describe it as a bit of an ARG, although it's a little, Mm. it's, uh, there's a lot that distinguishes it from, I think, the sorts of things people are used to when they hear the term ARG, but it's basically like, at the most simple level, uh, a sort of like, um, interface for a series of simulated baseball games, Mm -hmm. Uh, and so it has like player stats, uh, live updates of games, um, and then some other stuff that we'll talk about, uh, betting, later of in the course, episode. but it, um, it is, it has a very, uh, strange and absurd sense of humor to it. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. uh it's like baseball with a series of weird, uh, dark and absurd twists. And the, the real fun of the game, as Blake was mentioning, comes from the, the sort of like, uh, the, the fandom and communities that are like reacting in real time to the stuff that happens and trying also, um, this is what makes it feel like an ARG to me to sort of like decode the stuff that's, uh, that's going on kind of behind the scenes. Cause it's, it's got a very like, uh, enigmatic, um, mysterious, uh, uh, way, um, of presenting information to you. Um, mm. you know, a lot of it's kind of like a black box. It's not clear how stuff is working. Um, there's a lot of just like strange lore that they're <laughs> alluding to. Um, and then all the uh, the 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 studio that created the game, which is called uh, the Game Band, um, they the way they uh, talk to the uh, the player base about the game is almost exclusively in character through mm-hmm. this, uh, this. It's in lore. <laughs> it's in in world in lore. This uh-huh. uh, Twitter uh, account called the Blazeball Commissioner. Uh, gives game updates that are always like it has a kind of like personality and voice to it that's mm-hmm. uh very fun as well speaking um, that's of which, the other, other thing that feels very uh, arg to me is like the mm-hmm. the designers are in character at all times mm-hmm. before we uh, get too ahead of ourselves i do want to say the commissioner is doing a great job ah you beat me to it <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I knew we would have to talk about the, the, the commissioner, but um, yeah, I mean, do you think that's a, you think we have a good groundwork for what the, what the F baseball is? Uh, uh, I so think, I think can... if you, if you didn't understand what baseball is after that description, which I think was pretty good uh-huh. uh, as, as the person who just described it. Um, <laughs> I think, I think you will just have to see it for yourself. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I think that's enough of a, of an intro to, to dive into. Well, uh, here's, here's, here's my last, game. here's my last, uh, like the, the sort of weird brief description I've been coming up with in my head, which is that Blaseball is a simulation of sports fandom for internet weirdos that like to play tabletop RPGs. <laughs> That's actually a great way of putting it. And in fact, I feel that the 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 sense of humor of the game um, really like uh, leans into that, um, like fits that description very well because it's like sports fandom for people mm. that don't quite understand sports is yeah uh, exactly how how I would describe it. And that's why the L in baseball is so great because it's mm-hmm. like you it's not quite right like you're. Yeah you're it's like you're slurring your words as you're trying to say baseball baseball and mm-hmm. uh and then it's all just like like absurd twists on um on baseball with yeah with a touch of like a tabletop RG, rpg thrown in yeah i mean the um, the tabletop rpg touch point sort of comes from the i i i get the feeling that the kind of uh the the commissioner and the the broader dev team which is pretty small i'm not sure exactly how big there's not i don't know a ton of information about the game band i know they're a small studio based in la but mm-hmm. uh that their reactions as the commissioner uh sort of has a dm type of role uh where weird programmatic stuff is happening because uh we haven't gotten super far into it but uh, all the players i'm assuming are, are are randomly generated and the games are also you i know, think the yeah i assume the players generated. are although i sometimes wonder because they're um I'll, we'll want to talk about this a little bit later in the episode but mm-hmm. it seems like the 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 designers might be doing a little bit of sort of like pulling the strings um uh in in the background uh yeah. when in response to like player interaction um, yeah but i i think you're right for for the most part it seems to be all all uh, generated randomly yeah so so it's kind of like the the uh the developers or the commissioner twitter account sort of plays this role of the dm of spinning yeah exactly spinning the uh the algorithmic chaos into uh like folklore and mythology basically yeah Uh, yeah so this this game has kind of especially in the last week where we've been playing it uh for this podcast uh has had kind of like a a virality moment where it it Mm -hmm. kind of like it this is the third week of the game or has been the third week of of it's the third regular season of the game and it kind of had had a a week yeah yeah it had a had a big uh like surge in players and because of that the servers have been you know going down a lot uh and each time the servers go down or each time something weird goes on uh, in the, in the back end on the technical side, there's always a, a lore reason that is, uh, that is put forth sometimes yeah, by exactly. the fan and then sort of like rolled with by the commissioner. Uh, mm-hmm. And sometimes the commissioner is putting forth, here's what happened, what's happened. Yeah. Uh, and so in that way, I think that's where it really like solidified for me that it feels very much like a, uh, a, uh, 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 an RPG, mm-hmm. uh, a tabletop totally. RPG where the, where the, there's like a collaborative storytelling where yes. weird things are happening because of the systems. And, uh, you know, the DM or the game master has to kind we'll of like, like rationalize it, it in the logic of the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. And, and the sort of absurdist frame of Blaseball, uh, you know, really lends itself to explaining away, uh, the weird shit that's happening with uh, more weird shit that makes it, uh, you know, just kind of like fun and silly. Yeah. Uh, and, and also am, like weirdly sinister at times. <laughs> yeah, totally. It totally is really sinister at times. Um, it's definitely dark humor. Um, the, the, um, uh, so the, the, I mean, there's a lot of similarities between tabletop RPGs and ARGs, I think, in a lot of ways, sure, um, sure. or a certain kind of ARG. But that's uh, what you just described, the fact that they keep, like, bringing the, like, there's no outside of the game, all of the sort of, like, um, stuff that, you know, seems like it is just, like, the game breaking, like, you know, 
servers crashing, uh, mm-hmm. getting getting described in 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 world. Um, also, mm-hmm. uh, feels very ARG to me because like in ARGs, the there's always this like. Uh, ambiguity of where the b- game begins and ends like sure uh, sure b- uh, because they're so much you know they so often are like viral marketing campaigns yeah uh, it, it's often <laughs> like uh trying to get people curious by yeah. being sort of like stone-faced and yes. um and unwilling to to tell you what is and is not a fair game because sure. then people will kind of like uh you know build the excitement for the game on their own and sort of be mm. like uh, paranoid and like speculating like oh is this part of it is this you know all part of the conspiracy yeah um, i mean there there and, are multiple notes that i took throughout the the week of playing of like having different thoughts about okay like so is this particular aspect is it the devs or is it fans yeah you know? so did you i'm curious if you had this experience so very early on when i started playing it so they have um, they have sponsors for each season, each week. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, and one of them, so the week uh, I or when I started, the sponsor was that. Co- I think they still are. Sure. It's yes, yes, please. Coffee. coffee. Nope. So they are no I, longer the sponsor. I went to their site and they just. So it, it turns out they are a real coffee company, but just mm. because they kind of have a similar sort of like uh, internet humor to their marketing, marketing. Uh-huh. Um, I, I thought they were also like. They were part of the part game. Of like they were fake. Yeah. They had been concocted for Blazeball. And it, it took me like like searching for like real customer reviews of Yes Please Coffee to be like, okay, this existed before, you know, huh. three weeks ago. Um weird. But yeah, uh, I just think that the game the game really invites that because it's so like, you know, it's so just like, you know, Blazeball is is everything, and I'm not gonna uh <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil or I'm not going to tell you what's right and sure. what's wrong in the world of the game. I'm going to let your imagination run wild. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's, I think it's kind of the reason so many people have fallen in love with it or become obsessed with it in the last few weeks is it's this very like collaborative and, uh, open community of just like, mm-hmm. Hey, come hang, hang out in our discord when the procedurally generated umpire or, you know, <laughs> when the, when the, when the umpires incinerate a procedurally generated player and generate a new player, we're going to make up this weird backstory about how they're uh, a penguin that's never played baseball before. And that's why their stats are so shitty. Uh, and like, <laughs> uh, and you know, it's, it's kind of, it's a very like, yes. And approach of yeah, like, totally. I, I've almost never seen someone be like, Oh no, 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 no. That's not right. It's kind of like, Oh, well maybe they're a penguin. It's like, Oh, I like the idea of them being a penguin. And that's why they're, <laughs> you know, stats are so bad is cause they're just doing their best, but you know, penguins can't really throw a baseball, uh, and, and that kind of stuff, which all of this is literally something that happened in the, in the shoe thieves, uh, fandom, which by the way, I'm a, I'm a Charleston. Oh uh, yeah. Shoe we, we have to fan. say our, which, uh, which yeah, team we, we're fans of officially. It, it, it is a mechanic in the game because the one you declare as your team, uh, you get coins, uh, for, uh, every time they win. Uh-huh. Um, so mine is the Canada moist talkers. Yeah. Moist talkers uh, had a pretty good, uh, season in season. They did. Three. I would say they went, they did good, not great. Uh, they, yeah. they were, they made it to the finals, but they were, uh, out in round one. Oh, the playoffs, you mean? Yeah, the, the postseason. Playoffs. The postseason. Yeah, we we also got got ousted in round one of the postseason, but we had we had an up and down season. We we started uh, started strong, had some sagging with uh, our our star pitcher being incinerated and uh, replaced by the aforementioned penguin, uh, <laughs> Gunter O'Brien uh, is the name of that penguin. Which I'm pretty sure the reason that that character everyone made up is penguin is because Gunter is also the name of the penguin in Adventure Time. <laughs> oh right, right. Um, <laughs> that fits. But um, we we did all right. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, so that uh, first thing I want to say just before I forget it, uh, another way that this game invites comparisons to tabletop uh, role playing games is that the leagues are alignments from Dungeons and Dragons: lawful good, oh, lawful sure. evil, chaotic mm-hmm. good, and chaotic evil. Mm-hmm. There's the good league, the evil league. And then I think I'm not sure how much of this is like an intended thing and how much of this is not, but the, mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of the the names of the teams are kind of like good things versus evil things. Like, sure. Uh, sure. Moist talkers. Naturally that's chaotic evil. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, 
like steaks and tacos are lawful good. Although shoe thieves is kind of good. Uh-huh. So, well, you know. we, uh, we steal from the rich and give to the poor, you know, that oh, we're like, we're like Peter Ro- Pan. Robin shoes. Hood shoe thieves. Nice. Oh yeah. Not Peter, not Peter Pan, Robin Hood. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Peter Pan. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of a, you know, a, a, an uppity fellow in a green smock, you know, <laughs> uh, um, but, uh, yeah. so you, you alluded to your, your up and down season, uh-huh. uh, the Charleston shoe thieves. And one of the reasons why it was up and down is because you're, I forget what it was. It was your pitcher or your, your, Ma- yeah. Mateo prestige, our, our star pitcher, the best pitcher on our team being incinerated in the middle of a game that we were handily winning. Uh, and then slowly, uh, with this new pitcher who literally has zero stars, like the worst <laughs> stats you can imagine, slowly tanking our team from an eight to one lead in like the third inning to a, a loss of 21 to 16 in this, in like a, f- how many innings was it? It was too many innings. It was, it was awful. It was just like watching your team, uh, implode in slow motion. <laughs> Uh, which uh, like all of this is happening on like a ticker, you know, that's just text. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in the discord, everyone's like losing their shit. And, you know, like while this game is happening, people are creating the lore of this new pitcher being like a penguin that doesn't know how to throw a baseball. <laughs> and so it's just like this weird, chaotic thing happening. Uh, that I, I mean, I've never been a part of something that is quite like this. So it was definitely uh, fun and unique, but it was also kind of like, uh, it, it it was a it sort of the the chaotic and uh like meaningless nature of the sort of like randomized aspects of baseball where it's just like yeah our best player and a fan favorite is now just gone uh, <laughs> he's dead yeah and part of that felt like really unfair and for for like for the rest of that evening i was kind of like man this this sucks i don't know if i like baseball anymore uh, <laughs> i I, st- I still i still like baseball because then uh the next day like we got another player called Blood Hamburger, who's ex- an extremely good batter, and uh, started <laughs> doing some good stuff for us. Blood Hamburger, yeah, oh Blood Hamburger, yeah. Th- this game also has incredible uh, proc gen uh, names. Yeah, names. totally. Yeah. The the player names. Um, I I want I would love to see the the like architecture of the name generation because they yeah. for the most part they do a good job of combining um i mean blood hamburger maybe the exception uh like <laughs> names that sound almost real with names that are like comically ridiculous uh-huh. so i i started writing them down but there's a lot of names like jessica telephone right where it's like yep. jessica normal name normal telephone name. not a uh-huh. normal name or richmond harrison was another one yeah. i wrote down which i thought was good because it's like uh harrison you know normal last name richmond almost a first name like richard or something but uh-huh. it's also just like a location yeah so uh yeah it, Classics it, it, like, it is uh, also like the the aesthetic of the word baseball right where it's like almost sure. right but just uh-huh. a little weird uh-huh. um uh yeah i think the names are great um but the thing i wanted to to talk about um we can start getting into the mechanics i think which is the okay. the the um election so system the the like si- oh i was gonna say the system of like how uh you like win and lose games, right? The, the oh, scoring okay. sure. of your, of your characters. Cause you mentioned sure, sure. that you got a really bad batter. So the, the sort of like only access you have to, to the players in this, um, in this game is their, their, uh, stars they have next to their, um, nah, their, their, their name, name under, in the roster. Yeah. It's their rating, uh, which like, um, it seems like how it works is they have, uh, some some underlying uh attributes which are affect how well they perform in the game uh and which also uh are are used to produce their their star score and then Mm -hmm. the the sort of like i assume there's also some actual randomness that goes into it but Mm -hmm. randomness plus these stats uh the the results of the game um are created yeah the Uh, results are non-deterministic because we've had games that or times where games the servers have crashed uh in the middle of games and the the results are not the same so it's definitely there is there's randomness to the events of oh every that's game true that I, well that's only happened once right uh it's happened a few times i think oh, it's happened okay. very blatantly uh once with the grand unslam which maybe we can <laughs> <laughs> or the grand sham as i've also heard it called well actually yeah that's a great maybe that's a great uh 
way you, to talk about okay. uh, the the sort of like actual mechanics of the game. So sure. yeah, so the um, so you know the your stats uh, influence how how well you do, but as in real sports, there's always a, an element of luck involved. Um, mm. uh, and I guess the way we know that is this this event that happened um, a couple days ago that I think is like just it really captures the sort of like just yeah. vibe of of watching this game just like how weird and exciting mm. it can be and do you want to uh, tell the story as yeah. the, the resident fan of the shoe thieves yeah as a, as a shoe thieves fan and as a person who watched this happen live it was it was just an absolute ludicrous moment so basically we're we're having we're having a baseball game you know we're playing and and what what had happened was uh so games happen every hour on the hour and they usually run for about 30 minutes uh usually they're starting to uh you know longer games that go past the ninth inning will sometimes go to like 35 or 40 minutes but basically we're just neck and neck with another team the score was 13 13 and we were in the 15th inning so this game has been going on for a long time and uh the the games are new games are supposed to start uh at the start of the next hour so people are kind of like well hopefully this game wraps up because we don't know what's going to happen if we get to the top of the next hour and the game is still not over. So as we get to like minute 50, it's the 15th inning. Uh, the shoe thieves are batting and we just go on this crazy tear where we get three points and then the bases are loaded. And one of our best batters comes up to plate. And as this is happening, the ticker starts the ticker that uh, the text ticker that, you know, reads out what is happening. So it'll say like, uh, strike three zero looking or something mm, like that yeah or so and so hits a hits a a single uh one scores or whatever uh so the ticker starts lagging i'm seeing in the shoe thieves chat that people are being like whoa my ticker stopped working but in this moment bases are loaded and one of our players comes up and hits a grand slam which is when you get a home run with the bases loaded get four runs so the score is now 20 to 13 uh the other team still has an at bat to try and come back but before any of that can happen, uh, everyone's losing their shit because they're like, oh, we've got it. We've cinched it. Yeah. And I then, watched uh, someone had recorded the the game and the Discord uh, yeah. chat uh, uh-huh. feed side by side. And I, I watched that video of it. And it is, it is yeah. so it's so Dude, good. Being in there in real time was insane. I'm sure some of my uh, chats were in there unless they were. They might have been in the watch party, which I normally hang out in the shoe thieves. Uh, chat for the I, games. Not, I think it might have been watch. But anyway, yeah, the servers fun. go down, which is uh, sort of uh, narratively or within the lore is called a siesta. So the commissioner will say siesta time. Now the players get to take a nap, but the servers go down in this moment. Uh, and it is just utter chaos uh, <laughs> because uh, some people are refreshing their pages and are able to get the game back up. And the score is no longer 20 to 13. It's back to like 15 to 13. And the game is like at some point in the middle of when we went on our run and the game starts running again and having a different outcome, basically. Then the servers go all the way down. So some people are able to get captures of like the the Grand Slam 20 to 13. Other people's are getting uh, captures of like 15 to 13. But then the servers go all all the way down. And so basically the the lore that starts to happen is that the the grand slam was so powerful that it broke the space time <laughs> continuum of blaze yeah of blaze ball well, and like totally shattered both everything. Both teams ended up with a uh, an extra game on their record than uh, everyone else had. They had one I, too many games played. <laughs> I think that's right. Well, basically the servers were then after this moment they were down for like two hours or something. And so no games are happening. Uh, everyone's trying to figure out what the hell happened. And we're like, well, is that going to count as a win? You know, what's what's going on? Um, and so, uh, you know, it's it was this moment that clearly, you know, the game, it was an edge case, right? Where it's like this game is running longer than it's supposed to. And the uh, like, how do you stop it when you're the people behind the game? Exactly. Or like, what do you do? So. <laughs> They, I, my guess is they're just kind of like letting it happen and then uh, utter chaos ensued uh, and they're just trying to like pick up the pieces. But it becomes this thing where, you know, the commissioner tweets out uh, siesta time. Nothing has happened. <laughs> and then all the fans are scrambling to make up all this weird lore. Some people, uh, I think the, the general 
uh, the name that people call it is the grand unslam. I've also seen people call it the grand sham, but it's like this moment where, uh, as the, the technical side of the game is like breaking down and like totally freaking out, uh, people are using that as an opportunity to make like this weird story about how, uh, you know, this batter on our team has, uh, hit a, hit a grand slam so powerful. It broke the space time yeah. continuum and people and have I- like fan art of the event going down and it's just yeah. bonkers. I, I think it's a, a testament to the the ability of this like game and community to like to rope you into it that I read sure. uh, the wiki description of this event because so there's uh-huh. a very uh, up to date and impressively detailed uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, wiki that include uh, it, it. It seems like it's mixing um, like actual game history facts with uh, uh, some like player embellishments. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, sure. since there's so much going on, it, it's often quite hard to say up to date what has happened. So the wiki's nice yeah. way to do that, but it's uh-huh. a testament to how well this game can rope you in that. I read the whole description of the grand unslam and assumed that I didn't realize there was a server crash. I just thought that it was like a, th- a scripted event that the, nope. the, that the, the, the designers had like, like developed that like they had set it up. So if a game goes too long or something like that, like it's, it's uh-huh. like uh there's a chance that there will be a, you know, it's just a, a sort of like fun Easter egg thing. Well, then, I guess go ahead. Um, it turned out to be, I, I mean, it seems pretty clear that it was uh, a, a function of the, the servers going down, but that doesn't sure. um, mean that they won't necessarily like lean into it in the future. Yeah. And I mean, that's happened before. I know you also weren't really there for the whole peanut catastrophe, but basically uh, an aspect of the game we haven't, well here, I'll get, I'll get to that in a minute. I do want to sort of build on top of your thought that uh, this, I think the developers have definitely done a really good job of constructing the league and the players and the team in such a way that it's really easy to buy into the weird lore and like start participating in a really fun way. Like I think it's easy to lose sight of the fact that like people put a lot of like hard work and thought into trying to make these weird bizarro fake baseball players like fun to root for and easy and like very conducive to uh, weird like myth making about like what these characters are and uh, you know why their stats are good or bad. Um, so I, I do just like really want to hand it to the game bad and uh, say that the, the commissioner is indeed doing a great job because you know <laughs> it's 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 pretty remarkable how how easy it is to attach and invest yourself into this like weird bizarro fake baseball that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, it is, to, uh, you know, and especially for, um, you know, someone who's not interested in, uh, you know, I, I don't actually watch sports, really. Yeah, and me either. also I I have um, while I was I used to be fascinated with like ARGs, I now find them quite tedious. And yet this uh, uh, th- this is just like totally sucked me in. I just think it's so well, fun. I did. Uh, I did want to ask you uh, because you were a designer on an ARG for a time. So mm-hmm. I was curious kind of like what your, your thoughts would be if you had any specific thoughts as like a person who has been in the position of like, how do we get people to invest in our weird made up, uh, you know, meta game? Uh, yeah. If you, if I you mean, had any specific thoughts, I mean, they're doing, uh, uh, so I will, one thing I will say is that the, so that the ARG I was a designer on was much more like traditional ARG in that there's, um, you know, they tend to be sort of like uh, group puzzle games, ultimately, like the the sort of like sure. me- core mechanic is like, um, you know, solving puzzles Figuring that require a huge number of people uh, in order to solve. Um, and I think that this is this is more leaning into the sort of like role playing um, mm-hmm. and, and certainly the community part of it, but less um, less explicit like puzzle solving as a mechanic. Although one thing I did want to talk about is the way that a lot of it has turned into a puzzle because uh, some people are so obsessed with like data mining the game and figuring out how it works. Uh, We can maybe talk about that that. next, but yeah, yeah, I think that the, the, the thing that for me is like the, the sort of like, we've already talked about this, but the kind of like uh, core thing of an ARG is the um, like inviting the players to, uh, to speculate and uh, achieving that by being really stone faced about what the game is mm-hmm. uh, like, just not even, not even really being super explicit about where the game begin and begins and ends and, uh, and like what platforms you will encounter 
like the game on. So the fact that they have like this baseball commissioner is great. The fact that mm-hmm. um, uh, a lot of stuff has been kind of created by the players. I I, I actually get the impression that the designers really did were uh, not expecting it to no. have quite the virality that it did, which is another Definitely you know not. classic ARG thing, right? Like sure, like the servers crashing because it goes viral, and the designers like, oh my god, I didn't realize people would find this so fun. Sure, um, sure. Uh, but like, you know, there's, there's like 20 different Twitter accounts for all the different things. And you, Dude. um, when you first get into the world, you know, you, you don't know which ones are run by fans, which ones are run by the designers. Now I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure only the commissioner is the only one run by yeah. the designers. I, but. I, I had a very specific arc of like, uh, like I have a note that I took sometime during the week, like how many of these people are plants? How much is the, this, yeah, the devs, exactly. like and then is, moving that the is na- another, needle? Like, that so that was the thing that I did on the on the uh, so on the design level um, I designed most of the the social media accounts that mm. the um, that the players would interact with mm. uh, so we we kind of wanted to lean into the the sort of like um, the like the, the shill factor of sure energy. sure so we, we created a bunch of like really fleshed out social media accounts for characters that mm-hmm. had an in-world existence i remember having to friend one of those accounts that were supposed to pretend like they were players like they were just another mm-hmm. player of the game and so i mm-hmm. was sort of like uh fleshing out these characters writing their narratives and then um then running them as well uh mm-hmm. and so you know i i had the same experience where like you know all these different accounts like the 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 baseball inquirer the like fictional sort of like sports magazine yeah. uh-huh. uh uh that one really seemed like a a designer plant at first although now yeah. i'm pretty sure it's just a, it's a, it's not you can just yeah. send them anonymous tips and they will tweet about it i've done it <laughs> that's incredible uh-huh yeah that, that's my favorite i think that one's probably my favorite of the uh i do too that one's good because twitter it, accounts it helps you catch up on the lore uh of yeah, everything totally. that's going on without having to read the wiki uh and but y- yeah i think it's i think it's kind of amazing how much of that stuff has sprouted up around this game because I- initially i thought all that stuff was like planted like the the oh, s- yeah. team specific accounts i was like oh yeah the the creators are definitely just like trying to make this whole narrative but then i was talking in the in the shoe thieves discord channel and they're like no like so-and-so is the one who runs the shoe thieves account and I know the yep. guy who runs this and there's uh, I know I sent you the the Twitch radio announcer who was like having the game ticker up on a, tw- a Twitch stream and basically doing a live yeah, radio announcement yeah. like you might have on like baseball radio. Yeah, super. Funny. Uh, yeah, it's it's just incredible the amount that people have invested uh, in yeah. this game and are are putting into this like fun, weird, bizarro. Yeah, that, so that that gets to the I think the the next thing I I kind of want to talk about, um, mm-hmm. which was the 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 sort of like, um, so the community and the amount of like obsessive interest in the game that people have. So sure. this I do think this is kind of related to the ARG thing because like uh, a really successful ARG is one that like um, gives the players room to mm-hmm. manage the story themselves, like. Uh, it's, sure. a, it's it's another sort of like uh you know learning from dungeons and dragons where mm-hmm. like uh you know you're just one person uh and you have like a whole table full of people who are really invested in the story so you want to mm-hmm. like give them as much freedom to uh influence the narrative both because it's more fun and because it takes a lot of work off your back <laughs> sure and, and i think that um uh the blaze ball is a great example of this because it's like the amount of community enthusiasm has created the narrative um, yeah. and the world to an extent that, you know, this small design team never possibly could have done. Like having this sure. real-time announcer, having this really active and very quality moderated Discord uh, channel. Uh-huh. Like moderating a, cha- a, a Discord is a lot of work. And so it's yeah. like just done by like enthusiastic fans. Um, so, so yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, I've been really impressed with the the fandom of this game because it's like one of the most, um, you know, it's it's any ARG designer's dream to have a, sure. a fandom this engaged. Well, um, I th- uh, do, you, do you have more to say? I, I was going to say, I think the, the thing that's kind of amazing about uh, this game is that it has become so successful at being sports fandom because real yes. sports is so many things to so many different people. Like 
there's people who are there because they want to bet on games. There are people who are there, you know, who are sports fan because they live in the city and they've always been around, you know, you know, the, like something like the Dodgers or like the, the, uh, um, Oh my God, I can't even, the Yankees, right? It's like you grow up mm-hmm. in New York, you're a Yankees fan, right? Um, and so sports fandom can just, it means so many different things to different people and people engage with being a fan of sports so differently. Uh, and it's incredible to me that this game has that, uh, you know, because mm-hmm. there are people, there are people like me who are there to watch along with fun games and, you know, hope your team does well. There are people who are just there to, you know, do fan art of like the weird goofy characters that people have built up around these procedurally generated names with procedurally generated stats. There are people <laughs> who have dedicated, we, we alluded to talking about this uh, earlier, who have dedicated so much time to reverse engineering the technical side of the game so that they can understand what's happening underlying. And there's even, there's even a whole thing where like people put, uh, you know, information about data mine stats in, in behind spoiler tags so that people who don't want to (laughs) interface with the fact that, you know, none of it is real and it's all weird, you know, algorithmically generated nonsense can just ignore the fact that it is. Um, and it's, it's, it's just incredible how much, uh, how many different corners of this, like fandom exist and how you can interface with as much or as little as every piece of every piece as you want. Right. Like Mm -hmm. someone like me, I'm not spending a lot of time in the wiki because for me, it's more fun to be in there in the moment watching these games, like watching the grand unslan happen in real time. It's like, where, where else can you experience something like that? Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and I, I really enjoy the wiki, right? Because I'm, you know, I'm someone who already has a, a propensity to get lost on Wikipedia rabbit, rabbit holes. So sure. I, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy that way of exploring, uh, and familiarizing yourself of, with the, with a, a like lore because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, so I read, uh, you know, like, I just love how many links there are on the wiki, like you, incineration. Yeah. You can like read about all the characters that are incinerated, people's speculation about like if there's a logic to who gets incinerated or not. Yeah. Um, you can read about like what's been data mined and what hasn't. Uh, sure. Yeah. I just find that um, uh, super fun. Um, so, one thing I did want to do we want to talk about uh, what has been uh, data mined at all? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think it would behoove us to talk about the weird underlying stats just uh, just a little bit. If anything, just to like shout out the people who are putting in, you know, just insane yeah. amounts of work into, uh, you know, reverse engineering and also how that has uh, had impacts to the actual game because of uh, certain things that people found out that uh, they shouldn't have. Um, yes. So I think maybe the the biggest thing to do is to talk about the underlying stats. So if you are a blaze baller and you don't want to engage with these, you know, turn this off. Yeah, this is the the verbal equivalent of a spoiler tag. Yeah, but there. So basically, uh, the the only thing you can see in the game is a star rating uh, for the players. But people, you know, data mined the game and the the different API endpoints to figure out that basically. Uh, the players have a bunch of these really weird stats. Some examples. And so fu- funny. Do you do you have the page pulled up? I just I do. I, I do. I, I didn't bookmark uh, it. So so players have stats like uh, anti-capitalism, uh, <laughs> yeah. tragic tragicness, unthwackability, overpowerment, <laughs> Shakespeareanism, uh, suppression, total fingers. You know they have the all these total weird fingers stats. Is so funny. <laughs> yeah, they have all these weird, bizarre stats, and people aren't totally sure what the sort of gameplay uh, ramifications of each of these stats is. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of that is being figured out right now. Other is, you know, still unknown. Um, but then there's also this formula that you sent to me that people have like made a LaTeX, uh, you know, definition. Yeah of you know it, it looks yeah. like it looks like a, a formalized uh you know yeah it academia. looks like a, an actual academic like statistics paper like something you'd read in like you know the quarterly yeah. journal of economics or some shit like yeah which uh, <laughs> which formulate uses all these weird stats to formulate the star values and in fact people have figured out that uh certain players well i know one very specific player which i told you about uh where the the specific formulation actually makes it so that player has zero stars even though they're extremely good and have very powerful stats right um 
And so there's all this weirdness that people have figured out. And I, I know I've talked to you also about, uh, you know, people hitting the APIs directly and building their own front ends uh, to, you yeah. know, look at the underlying stats in a way that the, the website doesn't expose shouts out to uh, Sakimori on the discord. Uh, she's been one of the people who I've seen the most active, you know, like really building weird stuff and uh, putting it up on GitHub as like there there's, there's a, an open source GitHub project of people actively reverse engineering the game and how it works. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's totally uh, astonishing. It's just like fun to, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I can't even like, like uh fully like summarize what like the amount of work people have done into it it's it's no, also just it's like insane. like uh it, it is such a like just fun like uh experiment in human behavior like that like people are willing to put in a full-time job full-time jobs uh-huh. amount of work to like like data mine uh this zany uh game they're uh, a fan of uh-huh. uh it's very very good yeah it's incredible uh, I do. I do want to talk a little bit about uh, Math Velasquez while we're while we're talking about the stats. I alluded to that player oh, earlier. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, the the situation with Math Velasquez is that they are a zero star player, uh, meaning that if you look in the stats, they have no stars, which normally would mean that they have really super bad, shitty stats. But mm-hmm. I had someone in the Discord explain to me that basically the reason that this person shows zero stars has to do with uh, you know, some some rounding uh, funkiness going on uh, with that formula we talked about earlier, where they have one stat that is just so low that when they when it gets multiplied uh, into the formulation, uh, it ends up with the star value being zero. Right, even because though, it like rounds to zero, right? So no it, matter how yeah. big all their other stats are, it just yep. multiplies it by it zero. Gets, <laughs> it gets rounded down to zero and multiplied by zero. And so if you if you look at the underlying stats, which is available in a separate site that, you know, uh, fans of the game have created and put up, you can see the underlying stats for, you know, all the players. If you look at that, you can see, oh, this is actually an extremely good pitcher but they have uh, a zero star rating. And so it even plays into the game because probabilities uh, there each game, we haven't even talked about the betting that much because as, although the betting is maybe the most like upfront game mechanic of the, that's like actually built into the game. It's actually doesn't really matter that much. It just uh, is kind of like a fun reason to uh, get you to maybe invest in the games a little bit more. Mm, yeah but um the prob the win probabilities each game before it happens there's a win probability of like oh well this team is going to win uh has like a 60 percent chance to win so the other team has 40 and part of that that probability has to do with the uh the star rating of the player who's pitching and so for uh when math velasquez is pitching for their team their win probability is super low because they have zero stars uh, but they will almost always, or they will win a lot because actually they're one of the best pitchers in the league. And, and so yeah. it has this whole, it has this ramification where like you don't bet against math because the, <laughs> even if the, even if their, you know, win probability is like 29%, there's still a very good chance they're going to win because they're actually extremely good at pitching. Uh, it's just such a weird specific thing to baseball that it's like, yeah. you know, it's kind of amazing. And also the fact that that, uh, that character was assumingly randomly assigned the name math and the whole reason why they are, uh, you know, secretly good. Also they're on a team called the spies. So it's like a character called math undercover on the, on the team called the spies having a zero star rating, but secretly being one of the best pitchers in the league is just incredible. Um, yeah, it's stuff like that that makes you wonder how much uh, string pulling there is. Although, yeah, I'm pretty sure that one is not, uh, that mm-hmm. one is just a, a you know yeah happy a accident. bug basically a bug yeah. becoming a feature. Um, uh, so one thing I we talked about this a little bit before recording, but so we're pretty sure that all the the player stats there's no way to view them like normally, right? Like the the names of all the stats was discovered uh, via data mining and is not something you could have found just like browsing the site. Like yes. unthwackability. Yeah, that's that's true. I think you have to be I mean, I don't know how much of that is available by just like opening up your browser's development tools and poking around in there. 
Oh, um, like I, I don't really, I don't really know that much about element. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know that much about like actual, uh, data mining. So I'm not, I'm not really sure how people are doing this. I know, uh, a lot of the API stuff that like Sakimori, who, which is someone in the fandom who I referenced earlier, you know, it's a lot of just like, Oh, well I can hit these endpoints and see what data comes back and try and assign values to it and figure out what's going on. Um, but the the actual stats, I'm not sure. And I'm not sure if I know there is definitely an aspect of like certain things that were people were able to find that they certainly won't weren't supposed to find. Um, we could talk about uh, peanut blasphemy if you think it'd be. Well, we <laughs> can do that. Yeah, that'll be a nice segue from just what I wanted to say, which is that um, if they weren't intended to be found, why name them? Like it's very mm. it's it's very striking to me that they all have very like in world uh, yeah, like goofy like names. Goofy names that really like invite speculation. So I wonder if there was some maybe some intention to like um l- later uh reveal yeah. them to the the players. So like for example, um uh the uh the the election, so that's one thing we haven't talked about, but every week there's yeah. new new rules, uh they're called decrees. Uh, mm-hmm. that will be put into effect and the players get to vote on them. And mm-hmm. this is one of the ways that the game, you know, they it's it's um, it's sort of billed as a uh, fan driven baseball. So this is one way that they make that sure. true at the level of mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, but they one that's being voted on this week that I hope goes through is called interviews. It mm-hmm. says get, get to know the players. Uh, so I'm wondering if maybe like uh, they were planning on releasing uh, more information about the players uh, later on. And yeah, uh, some some sleuthing people discovered things early. yeah yeah it's interesting we i mean uh we should we should talk about the elections uh more because i i don't know if you're aware but the uh there was originally no rule book so in the website yeah, i did can, know that i so yeah you read about the that the wiki. wiki that's what was voted in uh week one right in season one yeah so so basically each uh season there's decrees which are what jordan was just describing and then there's also blessing which blessings are uh, team specific uh, stat buffs and debuffs that you can vote for. So, uh, for example, uh, there is um, uh, let's find a good one. Where's the surgery? Performance enhancing. Oh wait, no, demons. I don't know where it is? Yeah, performance enhancing demons. It just plus eight percent team overall. It just is a base uh, increase to your stats. So basically, I'm not exactly sure how these work, but basically, what happens is you as a team kind of want to pick one of those to vote for and everyone should vote for that because um, it's like the, the team that votes the most for it has the higher likelihood of getting that blessing. However, all of the blessings are distributed to some teams. So like there were, there were blessings last season that got given to teams that had basically not voted for them at all. Uh, And it's just like, well, this has to go to someone so that it was randomly picked what team it went to. And that ended up with some weird stuff where like the New York millennials, for example, in season three were really good because they were really bad in season two. And one of the decrees was the, the, the bottom four teams in the league get, uh, get a fourth strike, uh, when they're at bat. So the millennials got the fourth strike when they're at bat for this whole season, but then also got a bunch of blessings that made their team way better. So they've been super good this game or this season because they have four strikes every time they're at bat. And also they got, they actually have like pretty solid stats instead of last season where their stats weren't that good. So it's like, uh, you know, weird, weird stuff like that happens and kind of like tilts the, uh, tilts the scales but i I did want to talk about the peanut thing is it time should i talk about the peanut thing talk about okay so at the the end of season two the election uh the decree was peanuts it just said peanuts and the description said peanuts (laughs) no one knew what it was so on monday morning when uh season three started uh there was suddenly like uh next to your coins at the top of the screen there was a peanuts and you could buy peanuts in the store for like, I want to say it was like 10 coins or something. And you could also eat peanuts. People didn't really know what the peanuts meant at the top of the, uh, at the top of the website, the decrees that have been voted in get added. So when everyone voted for the rule book, the discipline era got added. And I believe that's also when incineration started is with, uh, once the rule book had been opened, that's what allowed the umpires to incinerate players. Um, 
and then it said peanut plague so basically people are trying to figure out what the peanuts mean you know the stats channel is going nuts but during this time someone has figured out that you can hit the 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 like add peanuts to your account endpoint on their api directly and you can just give yourself peanuts Yes. Uh, and so people start giving themselves peanuts. So the devs take the servers down to fix the bug that's allowing people to, you know, hit their endpoint. Uh, and they basically over the course of a day, they keep trying to bring it up. People keep finding a way to get peanuts. So then they take the site down. And when it comes back up, it's just a black screen uh, with a, a an image of a peanut spinning. And it just says blasphemy. And there's a ticker of all the players that have been incinerated <laughs> so, so far and they start incinerating more players and adding them to the list. So it's another case where, you know, the, the developers have uh, made lemonade out of lemons and taken people finding an exploit to give themselves peanuts and made it a weird lore thing about uh, peanut stealers uh, causing uh, suffering for everyone in the right. league. The, the gods of Blazefall taking their vengeance on the uh-huh. players because of the like the sins of the peanut thieves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, and it's even, very good. Yeah, and even now, you know, there there's still peanuts in the store, but they cost like ten million coins or something to buy any any peanuts. I'm not sure if anyone has been able to to buy peanuts yet. I yeah. I f- one thing I was wondering uh, is what the most number of coins someone has achieved is. I'm very curious. Um, I was actually curious how much, uh, how many coins you've made. This is the one part of this game that uh, you and I can uh, compare ourselves and see who's oh, better at it. Right now, I have six forty-seven. Uh, oh, I have four thousand ninety-eight right now. That's yeah, not, I, I haven't I, been doing it very much. See, I so what's your strategy? I found that I, I think you could make a lot of money just doing, um, just maxing out. You know, in the shop, you can uh, where is it? Increase your passive income potion, uh-huh. and then increase your uh, high roller snake oil. And it seems yeah. like with those two things, then the strategy literally, I assume, assuming all of the uh, um, the uh, the statistics they give you for estimated wins, assuming mm-hmm. there are only, you know, not that many math, what's his faces, uh, throwing yeah, off math, those numbers. Yeah, math Velasquez. Then it seems like a safe bet is to just literally bet some, you know, bet all your money uh, on, uh, split it out over every single game. Uh, mm-hmm. and then just bet it on whoever's favorite to win. Um, yeah. and then, you know, over time, you know, many, many of them, you'll be making money rather than losing money. So. Yeah. Yeah. Largely that's been my thing is the passive income potion is big because then overnight when you're not playing games and games yeah, are still happening, exactly. you're still, you're still making money. So I, I make like 32 coins per win, which isn't a ton, but then the, yeah, the big thing I'm doing is I'm basically, I, usually only uh bet on games where the win percentage is 60 or higher and i just vote for the team with the higher win percentage and you you have, you have pretty good luck with that there are definitely times when you uh you know put money on someone who's favored to win you know 72 percent, which is like extremely high i think the highest i've ever seen is like 73 that um, sounds yeah i don't think i've ever seen 80 but uh but then, you know, you'll you'll still have a part of the, you know, randomness of it is you'll have games where like a team is favored to win, you know, 70, 30 and they'll lose by like 10 points. Uh, and you'll also yeah, have totally. crazy, you know, ridiculously high scoring games like our our 16 to 21 game that I was talking about earlier. I'm pretty sure that's the highest ever score in a baseball game uh, was hmm. when our when our star pitcher got incinerated and it took forever. Um but uh yeah so that's my general strategy and it's worked pretty well for me um obviously i have quite a bit of money i'm trying to save up so i have a lot of votes in the election um but yeah the i mean the betting is mostly just like uh for fun it's something to to in- invest in teams that aren't the shoe thieves basically yeah uh, so that i pay attention to other games other than just my team's games <laughs> yeah the the thing is i i mean i maybe if you get a lot of money it's more fun to have money but i sort of feel like the 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 spoils of being rich in blazeball uh-huh. coins are not enough to i i genuinely generally just forget to place bets yeah. when the games i'm just doing other stuff in the game um yeah. but like uh buying votes maybe be fun if you had like you know tens of thousands to be able yeah. to si- single-handedly influence the election that might sure. be fun or like um uh, a few of them, you don't need that much money to to get like the squirrel devouring or the fairweather flute. 
Um, uh-huh. you know, it's not actually that uh, prohibitive to get that much money. So I don't know. It's uh, I, the the betting for me is uh, so far it's fun has been close to uh, pip and bars. It is as if you were doing work. You know the intrinsic fun of uh, clicking through a uh, computer interface. So yeah, <laughs> which yeah, I, I mean, actually wonder if that's part of the like. Um, you know, I think that's a little bit of of the joke of this game itself, right? That absolutely. Like, like how much of sports uh, is about the ephemera surrounding yeah. the sports, like uh, seeing the ticker run by, seeing the numbers go up and down, and mm-hmm. uh, talking to your friends about them rather than the sport itself. Yeah, I mean, for so many people, as much as it's like the, one of the main, like, quote unquote, mechanics of this game, for so many people, it just doesn't matter at all. I, yeah. I actually, uh, a lot of people in the Shoe Thieves Discord are just like t- talking about constantly using the bag feature, which is where you just, uh, if you run out of coins, you can just go into the store, hit bag, and you get like 200 coins for free. Uh, so, right, that right. You, so that people don't just have like no, no coins. money. Yeah. yeah. And so people are like, yeah, I, I'm begging every day because I just put all my money on the shoe thieves and don't even care if they're <laughs> going to win or lose. <laughs> That's um, funny. But yeah, um, I mean, again, it, it kind of all comes back to like the thing that like sports fandom is many different things to many different people. Uh, yeah, totally. Sports is the original ARG. Yeah, apparently. I did. I did actually <laughs> want to read something that this this was a tweet that I saw this week that was actually about regular sports fandom. So this is a reply to the person tweeted something about being a sports fan and then there uh i I thought it was funny because i was like wow this really distinct or uh this describes what uh blaseball how i feel about blaseball it says there's a real thrill to pouring a lot of emotional energy into something that's totally out of your control and non-existent stakes that feel high as long as you can remember Mm. that it doesn't matter and it's just for fun Right. Because it's like you can it's like safe uh, obsession. Right. Because it's like uh you can you can you can treat it as if the stakes were crazy high. So the the thrill Uh of like of risk Uh without, you know, the actual risk of like ruining your life or getting hurt or something. Yeah. And there's no there's Uh no uh, real money tied up in this game. It's the coins are all exactly. That's true. It it, it takes it makes sports gambling part of the game rather than. uh, Yeah. It's something that's real next to it. Just to shout out that tweet was by at Yelix Y E L I X. Uh, so I, I thought that was, I thought they, that was they were good. secretly talking about baseball. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, so uh, one thing I wanted to talk about is, um, the, uh, uh, so just a little like meta comment about this being, um, uh, like why this is so, uh, so popular. Um, so I was, uh, I, I, I had this thought after reading, um, the announcement message on, um, uh, the game bands uh, website that they, they had an mm. announcement message for the um, uh, uh, for the game they describe. Um, so let me just read this. Uh, they say uh, today we're announcing a little something we've been cooking up in quarantine. Blaseball. Blaseball is an absurdist player driven online baseball league. It's a simplistic simulation of a sport built in the void of real sports where players can view bet on and contort the league. So mm-hmm. uh, the um, they really f- frame it as like a, uh, kind of um filling the void of real sports because you know on quarantine everything's been canceled so mm-hmm. you can't uh uh you know can't actually participate in the in the experience and mm-hmm. I, I think there's a way in which baseball is just like the perfect 2020 game yeah absolutely uh, and and uh i think you know the the creators were kind of like like designing it at least partially with that in mind but i think they mm-hmm. they've they've seemed to have struck a a sort of nerve of uh just like people's collective uh collective consciousness that um maybe was even more so than they were expecting um because on on the i think that it at the level of um you know fulfilling people's desire or feeling the like desire for community that has been uh you is missing in uh, because Mm -hmm. of quarantine both in the vein of literal sports but also just in general you know people are lonely right now uh, uh-huh. Two, everyone's spending all their freaking time online, so they have plenty of, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. plenty of uh, time and energy uh, available for um, mm-hmm. uh, for participating in an online community. And then also, yeah. I just think that the the sense of humor of this game just really like feels very twenty twenty to me. Just uh-huh. in the sense that it's like like stuff that is comically fucked up uh, yeah. <laughs> is is like the 
the the the sort of vibe of this game like like people uh-huh. uh like one of the the blessings you can vote on is called the rack and its description mm-hmm. is just something like uh you know sounds of bones crunching plus 15 percent defense it's just like yeah. someone literally being tortured in order to become better at baseball yeah uh, yeah and, or and even that's just was, very 2020 right like it's like yeah. you the the amount of like just messed up stuff that you just see and in, in your like news feed yeah. it like players the point where you you have to laugh because you can't believe that uh it's like it's like come to this like that that's yeah. it was everyone's reaction to the the murder hornets you remember that just like sure, everyone was sure. like of course that's a thing yep that's 2020 yeah. why not yeah exactly well I, I also wanted to touch on why i think this game has hit really well because it i mean it's interesting that it was built in as like, Oh, it'd be fun to have a replacement for real life sports because it happened to launch, uh, right around the time that real life sports have been coming back. But we've, we've seen that like, they're kind of a shell of what they were originally, you know, the NBA, you know, they're happening inside this bubble. People still don't really know if the NFL is really going to happen because so many of the best players are just opting out because they're given the option to, you know, take a, uh, take less money to just opt out of the season without uh, putting their contracts in, uh, in jeopardy. And so it's this weird thing where like real sports are kind of they, like, they don't feel the same as they used to. They feel weird and kind of compromised. And so having this goofy internet sport that leans in to the compromise and is, uh, feels very specific mm-hmm. to our, to our current cultural moment, uh, it to me is way better. You know, I'm a person who has never really been that into sports, but uh, I, we have a few friends that are, that are really big sports people. And in the last few years, I've kind of like tentatively thought about starting to follow our local basketball team because one of our friend or a couple of our friends are really into it and just sort of being on the sidelines and seeing their joy. It's like, okay, I think even if I don't care about the actual sport that much, I think following sports could be really fun. And then this game has basically been like, oh, well, it's all the fun stuff without any of the shit I don't care about. Uh, <laughs> the sport itself. And also, and also, all it takes for me to engage with it is have it up on my extra monitor while I'm working because I work from home and no one cares what's on my extra monitor. And so I could just have Blaseball in a tab and then right next to it, the Discord channel, and just have that running so that while I'm in between working on stuff at work, I can look over and you know jump in the chat and cheer for the team you know, participate in a chant, you know, it's, it's just perfect (laughs) for our, for our current moment. So I think, I think it's amazing. It's been, it's been quite a source of joy over the last, you know, week and a half, two weeks for me of just like this weird bizarro baseball thing that like, I've never cared about watching baseball. I loved to play baseball as a kid. I played like recreationally, uh, but I never really liked watching baseball on TV. I thought it was really boring. Uh, and so to have that be the the framework upon which this weird ARG role playing game uh, internet thing has has sprung up is uh, I don't know it's kind of it's just amazing to me. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, likewise, I never uh, baseball was never a sport I was especially interested in. Even when I did uh, like follow sports semi regularly, it was just college football. Uh, so never had a, a baseball phase really. Uh, after t-ball when i was six years old Um, (laughs) but no this this totally totally does it so great well do you have anything else or uh, shall we shall we call that Um, call that a podcast uh one other thing (laughs) i just wanted to i i uh say i don't really have much to say about it but i i'm kind of interesting how many of the uh the like decrees have a capitalism theme i don't know if this is like a (laughs) what what uh the sort of like um uh theme they're going for there is but mm-hmm. uh i i found it very funny that they have like eat the rich eat the rich late stage uh-huh. uh and stuff like that as their um uh like possible things to well yeah for, as so. as we talked about oh, earlier anti-capitalist the, is uh yeah, is a stat, is a stat for underlying stat yeah. yep yeah, and I think it also, again, it just plays back to what we were just talking about, about this being very of the moment. I feel like uh, anti-capitalism is having, has had a big moment in the last, you know. Year, yeah. In the last, in the last five years, generally. But, but especially in the, last, in the last year. Yeah. yeah, in the last year with the, the election, it's like kind of leftism and anti-capitalism have had a, a, a big moment in American politics. 
and so to have that be yeah. part of baseball is just plays into it all the more of the the twenty twenty ness. Uh, yeah, of, that's true. Of this it's timely weird, weird thing. Another way, it's timely. Um, well, uh, I think I think that's gonna do it for us. We should uh, we should tell the people about the game we're gonna play next week, don't you think? Uh, yes, I think we do. This this episode has gone on uh, longer than our average episode by like double. So, <laughs> uh, more more evidence that you sh- you too should go down the baseball rabbit hole. Um, it's free. Go to baseball.com. Uh-huh. You don't even have to download anything. Nope. Well, except for Discord, if you don't have it. You could do Discord in a browser. It works quite but well you in a browser, it's, actually. Uh, I don't like doing it in the browser. It's very oh, I there. when I at, when I'm I don't have it downloaded on my work computer. I just use it in a browser, and it works great. Mm, well, you just mute that browser tab. Well, that's yeah, that's smart. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so next week we'll be playing a game by the name of Mixolumia by uh, Dave Makes on um, uh, on itch.io. Uh, so um, this is a a uh, game that aesthetically and semi-mechanically reminds me of like the Tetris effect. Uh, it's mm-hmm. another game that has a, a sort of like, um, uh, Blake, you were telling me that it has like a procedural soundtrack. Uh, so um, it looks like it's about um, chilling out, uh, making blocks fit together and listening to some rad uh, music generated alongside to your gameplay. So uh, we needed that. We needed a chill game to follow the intensity that is baseball. Um, so, uh, so that's what we'll be playing next week. So, if you want to uh, play that game and get a link to it, um, uh, you should follow us uh, on Twitter at EdgeGuardCast. We tweet out links to all the all the games that we play, uh, so you can you can play them as well and see uh, see credits for the creators, so that everyone get the credit where credits uh do so um if you want uh if you want that link or if you just want uh, general updates about the podcast uh links to our new episodes as well as just podcast news you should follow us uh, uh there on twitter at edgeguardcast that's where that's where that'll be found so uh we'll be doing mixolumia next week and we will talk to you then